Hello and welcome to another moment of change, another moment of transformation by the Word of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you specially for your Word. It is written that He sent His Word. His Word healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And I'm praying that let His Word that will be going forth go to heal someone, spirit, soul, and body. Let it deliver, let it liberate, let it save in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm praying, Holy Spirit, that you'll watch over this word, you'll breathe upon it in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, welcome once again, and let's get right on into the word. And in this series, we'll be looking at handling the waiting season. Handling your waiting season. And I take the text from Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 11 to 15. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 11 to 15. The Bible says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. So we could see here the Bible saying that do not be slothful. Do not be slothful. It means do not be lazy. Do not be inactive. Do not be sluggish. Do not be idle. Do not become bored and inactive as a Christian. Do not become spiritually dull and indifferent. That is what the Bible is saying. He said, but we should be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises now the between the period of receiving the spoken word and the delivery is what we call patience we must understand that everything works by systems when a woman is pregnant no matter how she prays she must wait for the minimum nine month gestation period you can't get pregnant today and be faithing and confessing and praying and birth your child tomorrow. So, and that is the same with God. Everything works with systems. It works with process. It, there is timing to everything. So, between the period you receive the word of God and the period it is being delivered to you physically is patience. And that is why we are looking at this vital topic, how to handle the waiting season. But the question is, what is patience? Because I've come across a number of people who tell you, oh, I'm patient or oh, I'm waiting. But the truth is, they are not waiting. They might be complaining or they, may, they might even quit the faith line. But patience is waiting without complaint. Patience is waiting without complaint. Patience is being stable in all circumstances it is being stable in all circumstances patience is being constant regardless of the temperature and pressure around you 
you are consistently constant irrespective of the temperature the hotness of what you're going through or the pressure from your environment patience means content to wait if necessary not losing your temper while waiting not bothered with having to wait not unwilling to wait it means to be composed to be organized to be calm in your mind and patience comes with endurance it comes with waiting without complaining or losing hope it comes with persuasion to wait until what is desired is accomplished and this is very vital the bible contains men and women who have been inducted into the hall of fame of waiters who have been able to obtain the promise after they have patiently endured after they have patiently endured and in this series i'll be looking at two examples in this part example number one is abraham and example number two is joseph so i want you to come with me patiently as we look into this man what they did when they were waiting and i believe that the lessons that we draw from them will help us to handle our own waiting season the truth is this every man at one point or the harder in his journey with God is going to go through the waiting season. It is very important. It is the system where God makes his men. So the first Bible character is Abraham. So what can we draw from Abraham during his waiting season? Number one, he kept his faith strong in the Lord. Nothing wavering. Romans chapter 4 verse 19 the Bible says and being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead which was about a hundred years old neither the deadness of Sarah's womb in verse 12 the Bible says he staggered not verse 20 sorry in verse 20 the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God so number one you must keep your faith strong nothing wavering and the one of the best ways to keep your faith strong is by staying with the word of god camping with the word of god feeding your spirit with testimonies reviewing what the lord has spoken to you going back to the drawing board running through the vision walking through the length and the breadth of the vision that the lord has given to you it's definitely going to keep your faith strong. Number two, you must. He was able to put his faith to work by calling himself Abraham and not Abraham. He was counting his stars in the place of his stone of his sons. He gave flesh and action to the word of God. He brought what God has said into pictures. Genesis chapter fifteen, from verse five to six. Genesis chapter 15 from verse 5 to 6. That is very important for us to understand and I feel it's going to help us. The Bible says, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars if you will be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. 
So what are we trying to say? Abraham was able to walk in what God has called him. He began to call himself who God has called him. He was no longer calling himself Abraham, but Abraham. He would go out in the evening and count the stars and number them as the, I mean, as the number of children that he's going to have. He began to give pictures, flesh to the word of God. He began to give action to the word of God. And that is another thing that we can do in handling our waiting season. I have heard of people where they are trusting the Lord for the fruit of the womb. They, they started giving sight of the children. Some even went to get baby materials. I heard of a woman who was bathing every day an imaginary baby i'll be saying baby don't cry oh baby don't cry oh baby don't cry and after doing that for nine months the imaginary baby became a physical baby because she took in and was delivered of a baby child of a baby rather so it is very important for us to understand that another thing that we can do while waiting is to begin to call ourselves who god has called us to begin to call our i mean to begin to bring forth our expectation by bringing it into pictures now number three abraham was giving glory to god ahead of the arrival of the promise romans chapter 4 verse 20 the bible says he was strong in faith giving glory to god now there is what we call the preceding thanksgiving and the succeeding thanksgiving many people are only used to succeeding thanksgiving that is thanking god after he has done something but many at times we don't give thanks to god I mean, ahead of what he has said. Now, Abraham was giving glory to God ahead of the arrival of the promise. Number four, he did not lose hope. He did not lose hope. And this can be seen in Romans chapter 4, verse 18. The Bible says, Who against hope believed in hope? Number five, he was obeying every divine instruction that came his way. He was obeying every divine instruction that came his way number six he gave his way out of the waiting process by engaging in hospitality when the times when people say oh i don't even have how will i be able to give to someone oh i'm also trying to manage how will i give to someone but abraham wasn't like that in genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 15 Going to your, his hospitality, he received the, those invisible guests, and those—I mean, those—he he received those miraculous guests that day, those angelic guests, and they confirmed the promise that God has given to him. So, one of the things that you can do while waiting is to engage in hospitality, is to begin to give, is to begin to—I mean—give yourself to harm's deed yourself to helping people around you and that is very important the next thing that he did was that he was exercising himself in the word of god abraham was exercising himself in the word of god there is one thing that is very vital and i have done that all through my life since i started hearing god one of the things i've kept is i've kept a book containing every word that god has spoken to me every word that God has spoken to me, I have honored them by documenting them. 
and these has been my strength and stay when I go through waiting season. I begin to release my faith into it. I bring the word of God into the situation. I use it to form pictures and I tell myself God cannot fail. Oh, God cannot lie. He has said it. He will do it. So here we're able to see the seven things that Abraham did. The second person we'll be looking at is Joseph. Joseph had a dream when he was 17. And the dream took 13 years to come to pass. So we can say that between the age of 17 and 30 was 13 years of waiting for Joseph. But the question is, what was he doing in these silent years? What was Joseph doing? Number one, he was going through self and capacity development. Genesis chapter 39 from verse 5 to 6, Genesis 39, 21 to 23, he was going through capacity development. And that we can see that he was building himself. He was going through one stage or the other. He had to be handling responsibility. God was building him ahead of what he's going to give to him. Now, we must understand that glory comes in weight. The Bible calls it the weight of glory. So, God built us to be able to handle the weight of glory that is coming. He built our stamina. He built our ability. He built our strength to be able to handle the weight of glory. And this is very vital. So, we saw Joseph. He was going through Potiphar's house, which was a way of building his capacity, which was a way of God training him ahead of what was coming. Number two, he was fine-tuning his gift. Genesis chapter 40 from verse 6 to 23, he was fine-tuning his gift. God has given him the ability to interpret dreams. And therefore, he began to look for people. People began to consult him and he was offering services for free. One of the secrets that the Lord has helped me with in life is look for people to help. Look for what to give and not what to get. So I've been using that to develop myself, to build what God has put into me because the gift you have not tested and proven cannot be released to bless the world. The gift that has not been tested and proven cannot be released to bless the world. So it is very important. So Joseph was fine-tuning his gift. Somebody is out there, you say, nobody is listening to me. Oh, I've been composing some, nobody is listening to me. I hope you know that the first audience of David were the, were the animals in the bush. It did not start from the palace. It started from the bush and his audience were the animals. It was while he was playing to the animals that they heard him and they referred him or recommended him to the king. Now, it was the people that Joseph interpreted their dreams that recommended him also to the king. So I want to advise somebody who is saying, oh, I, I mean, I've been, God has called me and have not seen anything, nothing is happening. I want to say that start from where you are. Look for, so I started by preaching 
to the seats, to the chairs, to the wall of my room. I just keep preaching to them. I just keep preaching to them. I remember one funny incident, my friend and I went to the church one day and we were preaching to the seats, we were preaching to the empty chairs. And I do that excitedly. I go on the street, I'm preaching to the trees, I'm preaching to the air. I'm preaching to crowds I cannot see. Why? Because I am giving my faith an expression. And that is very important. Number three, Joseph was serving others. Genesis chapter 39 verse 4. Genesis chapter 40 verse 4. Look for who to serve. I do say that the world is a place where we, I mean, is a place that is filled of people who have one challenge or the other. I remembered when I gained admission into the university, I was a hundred level student. And when the fellowship time is over, I look for somebody who was not happy. I look for someone who was sad. And I'll say, hello, brother, how are you? I hope all is well. And the brother will say, oh, I'm not fine. Oh, what is it? Oh, this and this and that. And I begin to open the Bible and begin to speak to them. I remember those days after the fellowship, that is when I start my home. I would go from one hostel to the other, from one room to the other. I had discipleship class scattered in different hostels. Why? Looking for somebody to serve, serve others. Now, it was while serving these people that God began to confirm the ability, the giftings, the potentials he has committed into my heart. And I do this not to seek popularity or fame but just to be a blessing to, to people. The Bible said it is more blessed to give than to receive. So look for who to serve. Number four, he was adding value to others. He was solving their problems, encouraging and motivating them. Genesis chapter 40, verse 6 to 7. He was adding value to others. I remembered when I was in part two and I told my friend Emmanuel, I said, people do suffer carryover in this department. What can we do? And we came together and that formed the basis for the Chemistry Christian Student Fellowship on our campus there. And the aim was, Lord, wipe away the tears of the student. There must be no carryover again. Why will people be reading and they will be failing? And God honored our cry. We were not seeking to make a name. We were not seeking to do something. We just wanted to add value to people. We wanted to see their problems solved. And when we get to that meeting, I tell the brethren, don't worry, this semester, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. And I remembered when we got to part four, people began to have, I mean, miraculous GPA, somebody having 4.0, somebody having these, and I was like, God, you're faithful. So, begin to look for people to serve. I mean, add value to people, solve their problems, encourage them. And this is why I have never seen problem in myself. During my master's days, somebody looked at me and said, don't you ever have problems? Everybody comes to you. Who do you go to? I said, the time to go to somebody is not there because while meeting other people's need, I am encouraged myself. And that is very vital. Number five, he was tied to the world. Psalm 105 verse 19. It was tied to the world. The Bible says, until his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. So he was tried, sorry, not tied. He was tried by the word of God. The word of God must try you. It must prove you in the waiting season. 
I've seen scriptures over the years in the waiting season that has formed strength and pillar for my journey. Finally, he cultivated the presence of God. Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 to 3 and verse 21. He cultivated the presence of God. Don't forget, waiting is not wasting if the appropriate is being done. Somebody listening to me, you're tired at the moment. You're tired of waiting. You're almost giving up. You're telling yourself, if God is going to fulfill what he has told me, he should have done it. It doesn't worth it. You're about throwing in the towel. You're about giving up on that dream. But can I ask you, if Joseph gave up, what would have been the hope of Israel when hunger came? If Joseph had given up, what would have been the hope of the entire nation of Israel in the time of famine? Can I say to you, dear listener, that your life is more than you. There are millions of people standing on your shoulder. You can't afford to give up. Embrace hope. Don't give up the fight. You will overcome this season. Your testimony is going to shake the world. The reason why it is this waiting is because something mega is coming. And therefore I speak strength into someone who is weary at the moment. I speak encouragement to you. I speak inspiration to you. I speak the word of God to you. Receive strength. Receive courage in the name of Jesus Christ. We are not going to close without giving somebody an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of his life. If you're there, you're listening to me and you've never said yes to Christ or you used to be a Christian and maybe while waiting you got discouraged and you backslid it. But you've heard the word. You've seen that the same Abraham did not die barren. He gave birth to Isaac. And today we are all sons and daughters of Abraham. You also saw that the same Joseph had his dream come true. He became the prime minister of Egypt. And that is to tell you that whatever God has spoken to you is more than faithful to bring you to pass. So I want you to return home. Return to your Savior. Return to the loving hand. Return to fellowship. Return to the church. Don't abandon the church. Return to your unit. Keep serving the Lord. Keep doing, I mean, the things you have been doing for the Lord. Keep singing in the choir. Keep, I mean, keep ushering. Keep at the security post that you have always been. Some people have been encouraged when they see your smile every Sunday. And I don't know if there are people like that who want to return. Can I ask you to bow your head as you say this prayer of faith with me? Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. I cannot help myself. I believe that you died for me so that I can be forgiven. On the third day, you rose again so that I can be justified. Right now, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I am forgiven. I am justified. I am saved. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you pray that prayer, we believe you just got born again. 
get on a good Bible-based church. Get back to the things you used to do before. Give God first place in your life and it will take you places that you can never imagine. I'm sure this episode has blessed you. Until we come your way again, I will say keep winning and winning and winning. Jesus is Lord.